Hey, a friend, you're now listening to the Shine to Five Method for Side Hustlers podcast, and I'm your host, Kristen N. James. But since you're here, that means that we're peeps, so you can call me CJ. The Shine to Five Method is a hub to help women identified professionals who have a side hustle go from having a boss to being a boss. So listen for tips, guest expert advice, and my personal stories that will inspire and motivate you to take consistent action and shine in your own business so you can break free of your employee mindset. Girl, before you know it, you'll be well on your way out of your nine to five for good, but only if that's what you want. On that note, let's get into this week's episode. Hey, a friend, how are you doing? You know the drill. Slide in my DMs on Instagram at Kristen and James or email me hello at kristenandjames.com and let me know what's going on. Okay. How's work? What are you working on this week? Tell me all of the things. Okay. I know that I'm asking these questions when all you want is to be all up in my business because you read the title and you were probably like, is CJ going to spill the tea on her past experiences with difficult employees? Well, no, nosy. (laughs) I'm going to do that later on. (laughs) Gotcha. You got to stay tuned for that. I have a doozy of a story to share, actually. But seriously, seriously, though, today... I want to talk about what I learned from dealing with having to have those difficult conversations or dealing with difficult employees or difficult behaviors or difficult beliefs, whatever word you want to use. But basically being in a situation where I I really didn't want to, I had work to do and here I was navigating these, these situations, right? Of course, being in a managerial position came with its drawbacks. And one of those was having conversations with difficult employees, behaviors, beliefs. And I am mindful of where I place the word itself difficult because you can have difficult conversations with some great employees as well. In my case, though, most times the employees themselves or rather their behavior were the issue. And I typically didn't have a hard time communicating with most of the members on my team. I thoroughly, actually, if I'm being completely frank, I thoroughly enjoyed my team and and, and working with, okay, most of them. <laughs> working with most of them. When I reflect on that time, I really can't say that I hated my nine to five. Okay, but I did have to. I was in a, a managerial position. I wasn't a, a leader, a team leader, if you will. So the situations did arise, but you know how it goes. There's always going to be the one or two. Anyway, navigating those types of conversations did not only teach me about leadership, and communication, and even mediation. It also taught me that it's okay to not be liked, that I'm not for everyone. I never was ever trying to be for everyone. I am who I am, take it or leave it. I'm for most, okay, but not everyone. I wanted to cover this topic today because if you've listened to a few of my episodes, you know that I love, 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 love times infinity 
love. <laughs> Talking about leveraging before you leave your nine to five. However, I can, I can stress on that now because when I was at my nine to five, I didn't even realize some of the lessons I was learning until like now that I reflect on them to share these lessons with you. So in this case, I didn't even realize how much being put into these situations prepared me for being an entrepreneur. Right. Okay. What? CJ, tell me more. First of all, be sure to check out the episode from, I think it was June 2022, Four Clues That Reveal If You'll Make a Good Entrepreneur. That's a, That was a good one. That was a good one. Tell me what you think about it. Okay. Okay. Focus, CJ. There is so much that your nine to five teaches you. If you can just apply yourself, my friend, there's so much that you can learn. So whatever the situation you are in right now, and you know that it's temporary, you know you want to leave one day, what can you learn? Okay, so difficult conversations. Whew, those were fun. Am I right? Here's what they taught me, though. Okay. So I learned how to negotiate in some real tough encounters, if you will, in order to find a compromise that would diffuse a situation to get the best outcome for all parties involved. So this, of course, will spill over into coaching and coaching clients who don't get results that they anticipated and being able to navigate why, why that is the case. And another thing is I understood that there are some things that people just need to take responsibility for. Basically, they're the things that are beyond my control. No matter what I did, what I tried to do, it won't be good enough if someone's own internal struggles are getting in the way of them being rational. So the negotiating may not necessarily be the case, mediating one way or another. They just, at some point, you just have to accept people just have to take responsibility. Another thing I learned is that people find it easier to deflect and place blame when they are resisting change. Because yes, I can talk about dealing with difficult employees and or difficult behaviors, but difficult beliefs, but where does that come from? Where does this originate? Why are they resisting? What what are they where are these stories coming from? This is something external. This is something outside of me. This is something that they need to to deal with. So if they don't know how to deal with it, right? They're not going to deal with it. Or they're not going to deal with it properly, if that makes any sense. And it's just easier to deflect and and being able to keep myself separate from the situation is what helps the most too. Another thing I learned is that it's important to listen from a very objective standpoint more than you speak, more than I speak. That if I wasn't directly involved, but my presence simply can contribute to the outcome, my feelings on the matter didn't matter. It's not about me. So why take anything personally? So I left the issue in the boardroom once we walked out. This was in this was happening in this contained space. Of course, yes, I was having the conversation because 
something originated in the workspace and then taking it now into a smaller space, a contained space in the boardroom to discuss it further or to address it, to acknowledge it or to have them acknowledge it. A lot of times it really wasn't, it wasn't about me. So why am I taking it personally? But if I want to resolve the matter, of course, then we had to have the these conversations, these difficult conversations. And with that, another lesson I learned is how to adapt my communication, that not everyone responds to the same methods. So what worked for one person in one situation will not work for another person in another situation. And that comes in to when, again, when I'm coaching and knowing that it's really important for me to be able to customize the experience that we are all individuals and we are individuals because we are all unique. Our experiences are unique. Our perspectives are unique. Our expectations are unique. The outcome and how we respond to the outcome would be unique. So it was important to be able to adapt my communication. So further to the previous point, I wanted to elaborate and touch on being able to really pick up on nonverbal cues, right? Nonverbal cues, when words were not being used or conveyed or received properly, because most of our communication isn't actually vocal. It's actually verbalized. So the observational skills had to come into play. They really had to come into play. They had to be on point. Because if you are trying to work through to find a resolution or find a solution for something, someone is resisting change or someone is saying that they're going to do one thing and then they do another or they're just lying to straight up lying to you. You have to be able to not only, yes, you're hearing the words and listening to the words that are coming out of the mouth, but you're paying attention to the other things that they're doing as well. The nonverbal cues, even their eye contact and, and their body language. And, you know, are they fidgeting? Are they not making eye contact? And, and, you know, when they say certain things or when they do something, you know, are they slouching? It, it just, it really helps to be able to almost step outside of the situ situation and observe. Like it's like you're taking notes to be able to bring them back and say, okay, well, I noticed this and I noticed this and I noticed this. So yeah, you might be talking through it. A lot of times it's not what you say, it's how you say it, people's delivery as well. So there's a lot that really goes into with these difficult conversations. When I really reflected on everything, I was like, wow, okay, I learned, there was a lot happening here that was really prepping me for, for, for entrepreneurship. My observational skills had to be on point. And I feel like that is something as a coach and really being able to help someone to feel seen, heard, understood, that they need to feel like they are the only person that I am, that I have ever dealt with. They did, no one else has ever encountered whatever they're dealing with. It's, it's just been them. Make it about them. And I mainly learned that people don't know how to deal with other issues in other parts of their lives that might be making them unhappy. And they choose the past, 
the path of least resistance. It can be a cry for help or that someone genuinely doesn't know how to communicate effectively. We are not all taught the same communication skills and communication style. So what communication is such a it's such an it can be such an intricate thing. And there's so many factors, so many facets that go into proper communication. So even like before jumping to a solution, it is important to remain curious, to hear why there was a problem in the first place. Essentially, I was able to brush up again on my innate coaching skills. Another thing is, although it wasn't about me, I did also learn how to, what's the word I'm looking for here? Decipher what was best for me so that my position and my integrity, my beliefs, my values were not compromised by someone else's words, right? Because they're just, after a while, you have to realize it. That's what it is. Their words or their actions, It can be about my reaction. So this is why I can still be successful in my performance in dealing with the situation because I knew that, okay, this is not about me. This is not about me. So despite what was happening with the other parties involved, I was there to find a solution, to offer a solution, to mediate. But essentially, unless, of course, they came at me. And thankfully, I can say, it was never directly an issue with CJ, right? As somebody had a problem with me. It was their behavior, their issues that they were bringing to work or that it originated at work. It spilled into their performance. It spilled into relationships with other, other co-workers and it had to be addressed, right? So basically, to sum it all up, these eight, there were eight, okay? These eight. Eight lessons, basically what it is, they are, if you will, you can say that they are reminders. They are reminders that life is what you make it. Life is what you make it. And there is something to learn from each person that you encounter Even if you dislike them, you might thoroughly love them and enjoy them, or even if you dislike them. So if you're at the nine to five and you feel like you've gotten all that you need out of it, really ask yourself, what else can I learn? How will it benefit my long-term goal of becoming a full-time entrepreneur? So here's your homework, okay? You're like, oh God, here, homework, here she goes again. My clients are always like, oh, CJ. But of course, it needs to be homework. Got to do something. Once we're done here, you got to go off into the world and you're, you're living your life without CJ, right? You got to get some homework. So when you reach out to me to let me know how you're doing, <laughs> when you slide in my DMs on Instagram at Kristen and James, or you email me hello at kristenandjames.com, Okay. I want you to let me know, share a lesson, a lesson that your your nine to five has taught you. I'll actually be sharing more 
in my next In My Business episode about lessons that I learned from my nine to five. See, there are so many lessons that here I am eight years later, still referencing that time. So remember, are you, do you, if you feel like you're wasting time at your nine to five, how can you make the best of it? Because life is what you make it. What can you take away from your situation right now? It's a temporary situation. What are the lessons that you can learn? How can you fine tune your communication, your observational skills, your time management skills? Entrepreneurship, yes, there's, there's, there's tons that goes in that to being a successful entrepreneur. But entrepreneurship is a whole life experience anyway. So even though you might not necessarily be a full-time entrepreneur, there's so much about life. There's so much you learn about yourself in just the day-to-day that will tell you what kind of entrepreneur you can and will be. So I'll leave you to chew on that one. I feel like I gave you, I gave you some homework. I hope you have something to think about. I hope you're going to go into your nine to five setting really with a different lens on, if you will. And just think about what you want in your long-term goal as an to become a full-time entrepreneur and think about the skills that you can really fine-tune, brush up on, learn, adapt that will help you with that, okay? And let me know the lessons that you have learned. Thank you, thank you, thank you again. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I appreciate you being here with me each and every single week. Tune in next week. It's going to be another really good episode. I know you will enjoy it. Thank you for being here and I will see you then. Bye. So that's it for this week. But before you go, let me know. Hey, that rhymed. Anyway, what was your favorite part? Actually, you know what I'd love? For you to share your thoughts in a review. And better yet, sharing is caring. So share this episode with a friend. Want to talk to me directly? Be sure to check out my website, kristennjames.com, and you can book your 15-minute intro call. And there's always a gift waiting for you in the show notes, so take a look. Until next week, and as I always say, have a sparkling day.